Farmers are the heartbeat of rural America. Congress recently invested $20 billion in America's farmers and ranchers, focusing on conservation practices and profits for future generations. Today, these funds are at risk. You're squawking over $20 billion, that USDA program. It's investment into the future for everybody. If the funding was eliminated, it could hurt farms and families. Tell Congress, protect this generational investment in the Farm Bill. Learn more at investinourland.org. Paid for by Invest in Our Land. I'm Ryan Lizza. This is Playbook Deep Dive. Trump was just indicted a few hours ago, and I've collected three of the best journalists in the Politico newsroom to break down the immediate questions of what Trump's indictment means. Uh, I've got Jonathan Martin, our politics bureau chief. I've got Meredith McGraw, who covers Trump for Politico. And I've got Erica Orden, who is new to Politico and is one of the best legal reporters out there. All three of them have been breaking news on this story. We're all on deadline, all working on stories and working on playbook for tomorrow. We want to give you all an initial uh, first rough cut of what uh, some of the top people at Politico are thinking about this story. If you're a, a, a deep dive listener, this is going to be your deep dive episode for the week. Let's get started. Last night, I was uh, I signed, I was on OnlyFans watching a Stormy Daniels Q and A. Like that's <laughs> the sort of that, that's the that's where we Sometimes are. Sometimes duty calls, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually it was so boring. I actually turned it off. I I don't know if it, it was PG for the period I was watching. That's a very long way of saying. Did anyone else get dragged into doing that last night? And and, and uh, to 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 just to, to stay abreast of a uh, of of this story, or was I, was I the only one that? was uh, 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 asked to do that. Um, I, I can't say that I did. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was actually, you know, fascinating for a little bit. Um, it's a perfect segue, Erica, to the other characters in this legal drama. And yes. in the coming days, who do you have your eye on? I saw Stormy put out a statement, I believe. Michael Cohen was immediately on cable news against, yes, I believe, from what, from what I understand, some the wishes of Alvin Bragg, who, who says, who is, <laughs> I, I, I understand, has told uh, Lanny Davis and, and Michael Cohen to, you know, to stay the hell off the airwaves. Um, but he was immediately taking a victory lap. Um, who are the other... Uh, you know, this is this is, of course, the OG Trump story that is like the most tabloid, the most sensationalistic, the most kind of, you know, uh, how Trump has like dragged us all into the tabloid world over the last uh, near, near decade now. Um, and who, who are the characters in terms of like the actual legal drama that you're going to be that, that you're curious about in terms of whether this is a more expansive case than what we originally uh, thought or, or not? And if that's, you know, aren't, if there aren't interesting answers there, just tell us generally what uh, the big legal questions are that are on your mind. Well, I mean, in terms of the characters, um, yes, you're right that this is all sort of a, a throwback to um, 2016 to 2018 period. Um, but you know, one of the, one of the people who's testified, uh, twice, I believe in front of this grand jury and who is very, who is central to this whole episode, um, and who I believe has never spoken publicly about it is David Pecker. Um, and so if there's any, um, 
you know, any chance that he ends up testifying at a trial or um, ends up, you know, um, sort of speaking about his side of the story, um, I would be very intrigued to hear that as, you know, as someone who, you know, he was extremely close to, to David, uh, to, um, to Donald Trump. And that's how he um, got involved in this, in this um, hush money payment to begin with. Um, so that's someone I would, you know, really like to hear from at some point if there's an opportunity to do that. Um, but in terms, in terms of the um, sort of the legal questions that are, that are going to come up here, I mean, uh, there's quite a number, but I think um, the biggest one is, you know, I mentioned that the, the indictment is sealed. We don't know what the counts are yet, um, but there's a lot of questions about how uh, the district attorney, Alvin Bragg, um, constructed these charges and whether they will survive um, in court, because um, if we if they are what we think they are going to be, they're a largely untested um, uh, legal theory. Um, and Trump's lawyers, of course, will try um, try their hardest to to fight them. And you know, given that they're untested, there's there's just a lot of questions about how how well they'll they'll survive. Um, so that's probably the biggest issue here, but then of course that, you know, we'll run into all sorts of questions about, um, the, the sort of scheduling of, um, legal proceedings and a potential trial, um, for someone who is a presidential candidate. And that is likely to be very, very complicated. So. Meredith, same question for you in terms of what in the in the coming days, like what should we be writing about? What should we be thinking about? What are the stories? What are the threads that you're going to be pulling on? Um, what it's in terms of the Trump world and you know the, the 2024 race. Well, I think it's sort of um, what I'd mentioned before. Um, you know, Trump has survived a lot of. Um, insane moments, if you will, before um, political moments. I'm thinking, you know, Access Hollywood. He's now the leading Republican nominee or, you know, leading Republican candidate for for president, even after um, everything that happened on January 6th. He's often called Teflon Dawn. Um, And I, I am so curious to see if once again, he how how he might be able to um, wiggle out of this or not, um, and how he's just going to try to spin this whole situation to his own political benefit, whether um, it's fundraising or even just like how he shapes his political um, legacy in a way. And I think like um, Jonathan, uh, you know, when he had mentioned earlier that, yeah, you know, people are rallying around Trump, Republicans are, but also, you know, what does this mean for how the party just thinks about the electability question in 2024? Um, How big of an impact does that have? 
And then as somebody who's worked in TV before and who knows that, you know, he is so acutely aware of um, the visuals around all of this, you know, is is he going to be just holding his head high with um, handcuffs on as as um, <laughs> he faces this? You know, I'm, I'm sure he's thinking about this in very cinematic. You know, maybe he asks for the perp walk. We keep hearing that the, this, the, there was not <laughs> likely to be a perp walk, right? Is that still correct, Erica? Yeah, that's that's still correct. I mean, they it it is they could handcuff him um between you know, he'll have to go to the DA's office to surrender and to um, you know, be fingerprinted and sort of all those normal procedures and they there is a possibility that they would handcuff him between when they walk him from the DA's office to the court um which is they're in the same building so he wouldn't, you know, it's not necessarily true that, you know, and that he would be seen doing that, but he could be, um, and the, that the it's it's state court, um, so there are cameras um, allowed, unlike federal court. So it's it's possible you could see him in handcuffs. Possible. Got it. Oh, I think he would relish that, Jonathan. <laughs> when when you're uh, when you're talking to Republicans over the coming days, um, what do one? What are you going to be? asking them. And and then two, I like how you framed this as the, you know, the pre-Trump and post-Trump Republican Party, and they're, they're still playing yeah, members yeah. of the pre-Trump party. You know, Mitch McConnell, I'm sure Mitch McConnell is very happy today, right? Uh, he still still hates Trump. But yeah, we need, we, need, we need a truth serum test of the entire U.S. Senate. Well, that's right? what I'm, that's, the, that's what I'm, Republicans, guys, that's what I'm up. getting at, getting at is here is how, who's, yeah. I mean, the, the people, some of the people that you put in the post-Trump Republican Party, are they also, you know, privately saying, all right, thank God someone's sure. finally going to take care of this guy. You know, everyone's been praying for the meteor to strike, you know, for, right. for, for years right. now. <laughs> and I, I think there are plenty of people in the post-Republican Party who, right. you know, are being honest. They think this is all politically motivated. They, 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 sure. they love him. They're sticking with him. But, but, who, but. yeah. What, what what's the exactly. what's the private what's the private stream Both of, of thought? those things can be true. I yeah. think there's plenty of Republicans in high office who think this is bogus, uh, who don't think this is on the level. But uh, on true serum would say, yeah, if this is going to make it that much easier for us to like toss him overboard uh, and like nominate somebody else next year to to beat Biden, like we're all for it. Um, yeah, like the level of cynicism, uh, Ryan. Uh, is profound here among Republicans when it comes to Trump. Um, there are some true believers, don't get me wrong, but I mean, the amount of high-level Republicans who are desperate to get Trump off the stage um, is, uh, is a very large number. And uh, they will say what they have to say about this. Some of them will even mean it. But you can be damn sure that the vast majority of them uh, are not going to shed any tears tonight as they put their head on the pillow because they'll think this just adds just adds more baggage to Trump. It's tawdry. The details are obviously uh, uh, cringeworthy, and uh, it just is going to make uh, the American voter recoil from our party. And so, if it if it helps if it helps us get somebody else in twenty four, we're for it. So we'll never say it out loud, but you and I know that to be true. All right. So what about the one thing I want to ask you guys as we sit here, I've been trying to keep up with everything. I've seen some of the responses. Are there any uh, uh, major Republicans out there who you who have not weighed in yet that might have something interesting to say? Um, Top of mind to me is is Chris Christie. I haven't seen if he's responded or not. Have have, have any of you? 
You know, I saw Don Bacon, who is the congressman from Nebraska. He has that Omaha-based district, which is really competitive every two years, and he's kind of a, a center-right Republican, uh, problem-solver, caucus-type guy. And uh, he was very restrained uh, earlier today when he was asked about this. He said, uh, I believe in the rule of law. I think we have checks and balances, and I trust the system. Mm. Uh, that is not embracing Trump. That's somebody who, uh, Ryan, step back. Uh, this is going to be an explosion here. Uh, actually being honest and on the level uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. in his, his on-the-record statement. Imagine that. Uh, happening tonight, but that clearly is, is where he is. Farmers are the heartbeat of rural America. Congress recently invested $20 billion in America's farmers and ranchers, focusing on conservation practices and profits for future generations. Today, these funds are at risk. You're squawking over $20 billion, that USDA program. It's investment into the future for everybody. If the funding was eliminated, it could hurt farms and families. Tell Congress, protect this generational investment in the Farm Bill. Learn more at investinourland.org. Paid for by Invest in Our Land. Erica, you hit it. One of the most important things in all of this is this complicated um, legal theory that is being, this untested, I guess is the better word, untested legal theory that Alan Bragg uh, is, is using. Um, tell me if I'm getting any of this wrong, but uh, what we think is going to be in this indictment is, uh, hey, you, uh, you you categorized these payments as business expenses or, or legal, exp legal expenses. That, that's falsifying your business records. And in New York State, that's a misdemeanor. And in New York State, if you do it to cover up or commit a crime, it's a felony, but nobody quite knows if that word crime uh, also accounts just for state crimes or federal crimes. Do I have that right? Yeah, I mean, that's 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 basically it. Yeah. I mean, it, the question is, are they going to uh, is the DA's office going to hinge it on the federal crime of um uh, of like a campaign finance violation. So maybe they have a way around um, so, it to if they found a state crime. Yeah, potentially. Um, what would that be? What, what are the leading theories of what that would be? Uh, Do we know? You know, we're not, it's not really clear. It's not yeah. really clear. Um, yeah. So, I mean, this is all, and, and all of this has been speculative. There really hasn't been any um, concrete reporting on exactly what they were planning to put into the indictment um, as far as charges go. So, um, but, that, but that's at least when Mark Pomerantz, the former prosecutor in yeah. that office who resigned because he was, he didn't, you know, he thought the investigation was dead. He, that was, that was the way that he was looking at the case. Um, you know, when he was there in 2021, 2022 period. Yes, that's true. Um, but it's also the case that they were looking, and in in theory, they still are looking at a at a broader case than just this hush money um, uh, part of it. Um, and so, so we could be surprised um, at what's in this indictment. Well, the indict this indictment is expected to focus on the hush money um, issue. Okay, um, it, it is. I, I mean, that said, again, we haven't seen the indictment. So, yes, it is possible that it contains um, charges related to other conduct. But um, it is also true that, I mean, they are, they could indict on other conduct in another indictment. 
Um, I'm not saying that's that's going to happen, but it could happen. Um, and their investigation has been quite a bit broader than the, than just this hush money conduct. So, like when Pomerantz wrote his book, and you know, all of sort of all of his discussions, or as as he has recounted them, all of his discussions with Bragg and with his um, former um, fellow prosecutor Carrie Dunn, um, those most of those were um, pertaining to like a, a sort of um, bigger mix of um, potential crimes than than just related to this hush money conduct. So, Got it. Yeah. Um, one other thought here is, and this is for for anyone who, who thinks they that they they have a, a window into this. And I, I know this is a very difficult question, um, but I, like a lot of things in American politics that are historic, we've been talking about this for two for so long. And it has been so telegraphed that, frankly, when it happened tonight, I, you know, I was surprised because I, you know, I, my understanding was that grand jury was going on vacation. But in a lot of ways, I wasn't really surprised. And you know, it, it, sometimes I th- feel like in the media we have to like reinject the uh, historicism <laughs> of of of, uh, of these things to remind everyone what a big deal it is. On the other hand, we've been talking about it for so long; these investigations have been swirling for so long. It's not really uh, uh, surprising. Do, do you does anyone think that Alvin Bragg doing this emboldens the other prosecutors in, in, in uh, that are that have you know especially of course Jack Smith who has a much more serious case that that, that he's looking at but does it does it create a domino effect you know does it does it uh, does it make some of these other prosecutors think like yeah all right he did it he's still standing this this can happen the justice system you know can go after a former president if uh, you know if there's an adi- indictable offense I'm gonna say yes <laughs> yeah well um, I'm glad you, mean, look, you're, you're our legal expert here so like, you know, <laughs> well I mean, look I haven't covered these other you know these other um, investigations or these other cases um, but I think there is something to like the sort of unprecedented nature of um, of taking that step and, and, and indicting the first, you know, being the first person to indict the former president, um, a, a, a former president. Um, and it is, um, it is, you know, a line that hadn't been, that hadn't been crossed yet. And I, I don't think, you know, for example, like this, this hush money um Issue was investigated by by SDNY by the Manhattan News Attorney's Office for a long time, and they did look at Trump's role in this episode, and they were prevented by the OLC opinion from indicting him. But they did examine his role, and I think and and I and I know from from reporting on that investigation that they you know they did consider whether. Um, setting the OLC opinion aside, whether they had, you know, that whether they could have been indicted him. Um, and I think there is, um, you know, there is, it, it does matter to prosecutors' offices whether anyone has taken this this step. And now Bragg took it. So I guess we'll see what happens <laughs> with the other, with the other yeah. investigations. But, I, I, yeah. I think that's all well said. I totally agree with you. Um, one other name we haven't met, uh, mentioned, and we'll you know let's we'll sort of wrap things up here. Um, Meredith and Jonathan, Joe Biden. What does the what does the Biden? How does the White Biden White House um, 
deal with this? Does he does he stay silent? Does he put out a statement in support of you know democracy working? Is you know he's a big pro democracy guy. Yeah. Um, what does he do? I don't think he says anything absent some kind of violence uh, or yeah. you know some some sort of um, uh, actual attack on the the you know the building itself or or, or members of the the DA's office, um, which is remarkable to even say out loud. But uh, I, I think short of that, he stays quiet. And I think if asked about it, he'll also uh, bite his tongue or at least uh, limit his, his Biden-esque uh, comments um, the best he can. Uh, but of course, in private, um, uh, the, entire, the entire assumption of the Biden apparatus is that Trump is going to be the nominee. He's the face of the Republican Party. Their entire word for the opposition party, uh, MAGA Republicans, is oriented around Donald Trump. So, yes, they're counting on this uh, to, to continue to define the opposition. Like I said earlier, I mean, every day that the story is about the other guys is a great day for Joe Biden and the Democrats because the voters are voting for not the other guys, right? And yeah. uh, that's what Biden's counting on in 24. That's what got him elected in 20. That's what uh, helped uh, save the Senate in 22. And that's what they're assuming is going to happen next year. I, I think this is impossible for us to get at, but there is a sort of Shakespearean side drama here with Joe Biden's own son being yeah. under a similar yeah. cloud and waiting to figure out, is his son going to be indicted? What's going to happen? And... You know, just as Erica was talking about uh, the, you know, the the, the political nature of, of, you know, when something is a close call, then that's the that's the that's the time when politics can, you know, uh, enter into a, a prosecutor's mind. And I, I do wonder if you're Joe Biden and you're thinking, God, are they gonna are they gonna indict Hunter Biden for you know X, Y, or Z? And does this now make it more likely, less likely? You know, uh, I would I would I, I just superficially i would say i would say more likely right if you're that prosecutor and you're under all this pressure and you know if, if we have a justice system where people are, are thinking well you know they went after trump for that I, I can't you know i can't just bury the uh the, the hunter charge now now that you know i i know uh prosecutors don't exactly think like that but if you're joe biden you're you're probably thinking like the person you care a lot about um how does this how does this affect his case? You know, that's again, that's not something yeah. I think we'll ever get great clarity on. Let's leave it there. Thank you guys for doing this um, on such short notice. I know you're all probably um, on deadline. Um, at least I'm on deadline. So I got to jump off and really appreciate um, heating the call so Thanks, quickly. Ryan. And uh, I'll talk to you all soon. Thanks so much. See ya. Bye. Take care.